Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with some Crown Jewel wrap-up. This is a little bit of an impromptu episode of the Chick Foley Show. We weren't planning on uh, going on, but we were so sports entertained as Sid Vicious just fell over on our figure shelf. That was that noise you heard, if the mic picked that up. Uh, But we were so sports entertained this afternoon that we had to get the gang together to to talk some wrestling. So before we go any further, let's introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how are you doing? Doing good. Feels good to be here after Crown Jewel. Feels good to be here on a Saturday night, so it's not, you know... A weeknight feels, uh, and the feel, afternoon pay per view. The afternoon pay per view, yeah, I feel refreshed. This is man, I feel like I was back on the island, so <laughs> it's good stuff. Marco, what's going on up in Massachusetts? Not that much, just, just enjoying the. I know how much Sheena loves this about uh, 75 degree weather over here in, uh, in November, which is insane to me. It, it, yeah. It's kind of scary, but at the same time, very refreshing. On my end, so yeah, I know I've been holding off planting my garlic. I'm, I, you know, I hate the weather talk, but I have this garlic that's been waiting to be planted. But I'm like, damn it, it's too warm. Like if you plant it, you know, it's supposed to overwinter. So if you plant it and it's too warm, it's just not going to work out for the spring. So yeah, the weather's really effing with my my farm plans. Jordan, speaking of the farm, what's up out in Nebraska, man? Oh man, just another college football Saturday in Nebraska in the books. Uh, it was kind of <laughs> Did enjoyable. Nebraska to- win? No, absolutely not. The Huskies didn't win. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, we had a good run. <laughs> no, the Huskers did not win. It was another. I, I enjoyed getting the pay per view in, so I didn't have to enjoy the Huskers losing again. So it was it was a nice day. I drank all day, so good day. Hell yeah, man! And Sheena, tell us what's new on the farm. Uh, not a whole lot's new. Uh, same old, same old. Been uh, you know. Like I said before, winterizing the farm, waiting to plant garlic. So you guys, I'm sure you guys are enthralled to hear that. All the garlic lovers out there are just licking their chops. <laughs> How was you guys Halloween, man? Did uh, did all the kids get loaded down with candy, Marco? Oh, of course. Yeah, we had um, there's a there was a uh, parade in our uh, our town that they did the day before. So they loaded up their bags there. They had like you know people coming by tossing candy and stuff like that. So they got a little. Got a little uh, practice run before uh, before the big day, and then uh, the next day, yeah, they uh, they they loaded up. We're still we're still eating some candy, so it's always a good thing. But um, yeah, it was awesome. I stayed home and passed out candy. That was my job. Nice. So, yeah. How was uh, how was Zoe's haul this year, Jordan? It was good, man. She's starting to get a little bit older now, so she doesn't care about it as much. She just likes the costume part of it, and then. We did four blocks and she was done with it. She's like, my bag is really heavy. I'm like, let me hold it. It's like two pounds. I'm like, we used to fill um, pillowcases that were 40 pounds with candy. What's wrong with you? She's like, ah, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, we had we had a low take this year, too. We went to this uh, this neighborhood about 20 minutes from here. where it's, they, they call it Halloween Cove, where like every single house is just decked out to the nines with all the decorations. But it attracted a big crowd. We found it wasn't the best for trick-or-treating. Like we we're actually having to to wait in line to go up and get candy and stuff. Um, so, and the kids were pretty much like eating the candy they get before they got to the next house. So we didn't, we don't got that bank of candy. Like last year, I felt like we were eating Halloween candy for months. Man. Yeah, so it's, it's, be it's to our benefit. That. Like I'm actually not mad that we don't have a big haul of candy Speak around for here. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, Seth is mad. When Seth went, when Seth went to buy our, our Halloween candy, 
Um, Cause we typically over buy Halloween candy. When Seth went to buy our Halloween candy this year, he's like, I'm going to buy the stuff that I like. So that that way when it's all left over, like I can, you know, I'll be the one. Yeah, we got it, cleaned so. out, man. I left yeah. the, uh, I, I left the milk crate full of candy with Bray Wyatt's lantern sit next to it out at the, uh, the edge of the driveway. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we had that many trick or treaters. If some greedy little bastard just picked us clean, uh, I think. I think for the most part, somebody said that there's a lot of trick or treaters around here. So, I think it was probably just just got picked over. All right, so that's you guys' uh, outside the ring update for this week. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save ten percent at Ringside Collectibles on all your figure purchases. The uh, the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale should be coming up pretty soon, and they always have some some pretty amazing deals on figures. Uh, Sheena, tell the listeners about the Pod Foundation. So you can find all of our pod brethren over at Pod Foundation on Instagram. We have the Extra Cooler Show, the guys over there bringing you all the nostalgia. We got Turnbuckle Tavern. I mean, there's nothing that Turnbuckle Tavern's not doing, but their flagship show where they give you all the AEW rundown is one of my favorites of the week uh, and, and the debate as well. Ouch. So no love for the the raw down nope. or long balls. The shows yeah. your actual co-hosts are on. Yeah, man. That's Bro, just a hate. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> she, wow. she went out of her way to shout out the two shows that we aren't involved in. What's up with that, fellas? <laughs> uh, well, I, if you can't put yourself over, then I don't know what you're, well, I don't know what you're doing here, dude. You know? <laughs> Jeez, you just got really no sold. <laughs> I know. Well, she doubled down on it. <laughs> well, if there's two shows that you shouldn't listen to, it's definitely don't listen to the Raw Down and don't listen to to Long Balls. That's probably Turnbuckle Tavern's worst uh, worst worst Jeez, feed that they have. We're about to get future endeavor What do you want me, you want me to say? <laughs> I know, man. Yes, all right, no. I'm about to, like, I'm about to just unplug Sheena's uh, headphones. Yeah. No, You're done here, bro. You he just he had to cut me off because uh, he he was feeling insecure about his uh, his his potting. Uh, it was just a joke, but we'll move on. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Turnbuckle Tavern, though, and hit up uh, Coming Down the Aisle as well. John's been cranking out some really good podcasts, and he's moving into a new house, so good luck with that. So his feet will probably be uh, lying low for, for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about before we get into Crown Jewel? Um, nope. No, I'm good. All right. So we started off with the uh, the big meaty men slapping meat, Brock Lesnar against Bobby Lashley. Uh, Marco, what did you think of the opener of Crown Jewel? Um, uh, I thought I thought it was going to be a lot better than you know because they you know the, the first time around it was kind of a fluke win for Bobby Lashley because they had the ongoing Roman Reigns storyline with Brock Lesnar happening and all this stuff. So and this match kind of came out of the blue anyway. So. The build-up to it was pretty good, but yeah, I, I was – I mean, I think the end of the match kind of ruined it for me with the uh, – it, it seemed like it was a failed um, reversal for a pin on uh, Brock's part, or maybe they were just going for that um, for that controversy um, for the for the win so they can go a, a third round, third round fight. But um, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was they were going decent. for uh, – I thought they were going for like the Bret Hart, Roddy yeah. Piper, WrestleMania 8. Finish yeah. and just kind of bossed it a little yeah. bit, and Brock was. Just I like, mean, well, they're they're definitely not as nimble as Roddy and Brett. You know what I mean? You just got two big behemoths like rolling over each other. Oh, of it's course. not going to be as smooth. True. As, Jordan, what do you think of it, man? Did you get a chance? I know you got into the show a little late. Did you get a chance to go back and watch this? Yeah, one I yet? went back and watched it. I was kind of surprised, man. Bobby Lashley kind of got in his ass for the majority of that match. I was honestly kind of thinking he was going to win after watching that, um, but I mean, it, it was what it was. It's just. Two bigger guys. I mean, I'm not expecting a five-star classic out of them. So it, it was a good match. Yeah, the ending wasn't the greatest, but 
I mean, for what it was, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I thought it was uh, almost like a throwback to the Vince McMahon booking style. It was 50-50 for sure because Brock got the pinfall, but like you said, Jordan, Bobby Lashley dominated most of the action, and then he ended up standing tall after the match as well. So clearly they're setting up for a rematch down the road, um, and and I think it will be good because both those guys are just really tremendous performers right there. Um, Do you think Lashley could end up winning this feud? Yeah, I think this would be a good one for him, honestly. I mean, Brock really has nothing left to do. Him beating Bobby Lashley in a feud ain't doing anything for his career. So I feel like this would be a good one for Bobby Lashley. Agreed. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a good time for Brock to kind of move into the like that late run for the Hulk Hogan had in like 2005 where he's just putting people over, you know, because a win over Brock does still matter. Uh Um, But it'll be interesting. We're definitely going to get a rematch sometime soon. Maybe at Survivor Series. So should be pretty good. Then we had the Women's Tag Team Championship. The rematch from the main event of Raw. Damage Control went up against Asuka and Alexa. Sheen, what did you think of this one? I thought it was a good match. I'm always taking a little bit out of it because I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad the women are getting to wrestle in Saudi, but I just, it still is just like, icky to me that you know they got it like we just saw like two half naked men like bumping their meat everywhere mm-hmm. and then you know the women like their their face and their hands are showing other than that though um you know all politics aside i thought it was um you know it was a good match it was a lot of fun um the i, I just can't care i can't care less about the women's tag titles you know so the the actual like title defense really didn't mean anything to me like it just it's it's horrible like i don't know I'm ready for them to get rid of the women's tag titles, to be quite honest. There's just not enough tag teams, man. They, uh, you know, you had the Iconics, um, Sasha and Bailey. I'd call them a real team. And then like Asuka and Kyrie Sane, what were they like? The Kabuki Warriors. Like, has there been any true women's tag teams aside from those? Not that I can no. think of. I mean, even Damage Control. I mean, yeah, they're a faction, but they still seem kind of like a slap together faction anyways. Um you know, Tamina and Nia was pretty cool when they were together, like the Samoan Slaughterhouse, whatever they were called. But but yeah, I, I'd be in favor of scrapping that and maybe coming up with uh, like a secondary women's title. Um, cause it, and now we have two sets, man. We have those and the NXT women's titles. Remember when they first debuted those, they said that they were going to be across, across all, all brands. three brands. So yeah. yeah, I don't really get what they're doing anyways. Uh, Jordan, what do you think is the deal with Nikki Cross? Where are we going with this Nikki Cross storyline? I don't know, man. It uh, it definitely looks like it's starting to get some legs to it. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of mentions of different things. I know Seth doesn't think Bray's getting a faction, whatever. It, it is what it is. But, I mean, that's what a lot of people think she's doing. I, I don't think that's what she's doing, but... I don't know. I don't know. I mentioned I mentioned that today when she came out, I was like, "Oh, look, you know, they did the little behind the scenes backstage uh, interview with Oscar and Alexa, and they had that little Bray screen like where he came on the screen, you know, and Alexa kind of got a little bit disturbed, and then all of a sudden Nikki came out, and if you remember, like the la- like Alexa and Nikki were a tag team. Speaking of tag teams, they were a tag team whenever Alexa started like kind of turning into like you know the fiend style Alexa um, and she kind of turned on on Nikki and stuff so maybe it's just kind of like reverse role reversal and Nikki's you know working for Bray now Hmm. that'd be cool where are we at on uh, faction watch you know me and Jordan argue about this a lot Sheena what do you think is Bray gonna have a faction or no faction I mean at first I thought when you know the whole Wyatt Six thing I was like yeah he's definitely gonna have a faction and I believe Bray is better with a faction because that he can send the lackeys out to do his work where he doesn't have to be on screen you know, week after week and all that kind of stuff. Right. But 
I don't know all the all these vignettes and everything. It's making me feel like he's just got multiple personality disorder. You know, like it's all like in his mind. You know, it's not really a, a tangible faction of other wrestlers. Marco, what do you think? Faction or no faction? Um, yeah, if you listen to uh, definitely listen to Raw Down, we definitely talk about this a lot. Uh, we definitely think he's not going to have a faction. Um, we think like the Wyatt Six is pretty much like his different personalities. Um, I think that's, they're going a different route this time with uh, with Bray, not not having him you know rely on different people, um, and basically like let his creativity flow and see where this goes. Because I'm actually pretty intrigued at what they're doing right now with these like with with the Uncle Howdy character, and obviously they're gonna in, they introduce another character at some point because uh, they did a trademark for another name um, that was kind of weird. Yeah, um, but how? But how long? How long are we going to let these like middle of the ring um, promos happen until people start to sour on it and be like, "What are we doing here?" It's a good question. I've I've been entertained. I, I feel you though, yeah, because it's they're so cryptic. Yeah, you, you feel like there needs to be like another uh, like another plot turn or, or something. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm still captivated right now. I just love the entrance. I'm loving his new theme music. Also, yeah, it's really good. Um, Jordan, it's you're Brit, definitely it's favorite song. We we can literally recite every beat of that song. <laughs> like... uh, so Jordan's on Jordan's on Faction Island all by himself right now. But Jordan, I will uh, I will give credit where it's due. You know, we talked after I, I was giving you shit that first episode we taped after. Uh, after Bray returned about how you were like, you know, already booking him into the main event of WrestleMania. I told Sheena today, I, I don't know how they get there. I don't know what the storyline is going to be, but I do think it needs to be Bray and Roman because the bloodline and whatever Bray is doing right now, that feels like the two biggest things going on in wrestling. So why not have them just collide at the, uh, the biggest stage possible? What, what did you think, man? Are you still feeling Bray uh, taking on Roman sometime down the road, Jordan? Yeah, I, I am with under the thing uh, what you were talking about, Seth. I, I don't know how long I'm going to be okay with, um, or Sheena said it, okay with these cryptic promos in the ring every week. Like, I don't want to see this. That's kind of why I prefer this to be a faction. I don't want to see six different sides of Bray Wyatt. I don't need that. It, two is plenty for me. I don't need. Because, yeah. dude, it's going to, at some point, it's going to get annoying, right? Because you got to imagine they're going to do this shit. During, we've seen it. We've seen it happen before. And, and they're going like, to do. Remember when they just used to have Bray come up on the screen and just cut those cryptic promos over and over and over every week? Well, and they're going to, these are going to run into his matches, too. Like, Uncle Howdy's going to come on the screen in the middle of a match, and it's just going to, I don't know, man. I just feel like this is going to take away from what Bray is actually good at. Um I don't know. I, I really hope it's a faction. I mean, if I'm if it's not, I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. But I just feel like this is going to run its course really fast. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. It's definitely it definitely feels different from pretty much everything else they're doing right now. But that's always been the story with Bray to a uh, to a certain extent. All right, we're getting inside the solid steel cage. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. This is where Jordan jumped into the show. I know you got some thoughts on this one, man. What did you think of this uh, this cage match? So, for me, this kind of just felt like a weekly TV show match. I don't know, man. Drew, he had his half of his moment at Clash of the Castle. I, I just feel like since then, I mean, he's him and Cross are running this feud and i just i don't know man there's just nothing to this for me i i just feel like this is just a weekly feud and i could take it or leave it i mean the match itself was fine um it, it was what it was i mean the the scarlet thing at the end was cool but i i don't know man it, this feud just does nothing for me at all 
Yeah, I I've never been up on Karrion Cross, man. I I you know he kind of he had his big rise to prominence while I was on on deployment. Ooh, who just popped the top? Me. Nice, dude. I, I'm I'm about to I'm about to crack a fresh one here in just a sec, man. Um, we uh, you know he had his rise to prominence when I was on that deployment in early 2020. And when I got back, I just didn't see what the big deal was. I always thought Scarlet was the the star of that act, you know, and Carrion was kind of just like the the tag along. Um, and I, I I haven't really been captivated by this last main roster run either. Um, I the other thing is, dude, I got a soft spot for steel cage matches. You know, growing up when we grew up, the the steel cage match before Hell in the Cell, steel cage was the ultimate like blow off to a feud, right? Like that's where you're going to end the storyline. And this didn't feel like that at all. It wasn't that violent. Um, you know, it had the, the finish was cool. It was creative, but I don't want a cute finish like that in a steel cage match. I want to see somebody definitively go over to, to put a period on it. And this felt like just another chapter in the feud instead of, instead of the end of it. Yeah. They both walked out at the end. Like, dude, somebody needs to get the shit beat out of them in a steel cage match. Like, and I don't yeah, feel like and- we got that at all. Mm-hmm. Drew is supposed to, supposedly this like you know top car guy main eventer, and he's letting Scarlet distract him from outside of the cage, so she can't even get into the cage, and he's just like staring at her like duh. Meanwhile, like you know, Carrion's like winding up behind him. I'm just like, for fuck's sake, Drew! Like, <laughs> you know, what are you doing here, dude? So. The uh, you know, you guys know I'm the king of kayfabe, man. The the distraction is the the biggest weakness that Drew has. So yeah, he got distracted today just by Scarlet kind of gently. Shaking Rattling the cage. The cage. Yeah. And remember WrestleMania 37, we all thought Drew was going in to get his moment in front of the crowd and beat Bobby Lashley for the belt. He's sitting up for the Claymore to knock Bobby Lashley's head off. And MVP just says, Drew, he just oh, yelled yeah. at him. Yeah. And that just completely threw yeah. him off. Next thing you know, he's in the hurt lock passing out. It's like, it's like a Brock Lesnar getting hit in the balls, dude. Like some, mm-hmm. some of those guys that have that one, like Achilles heel that no matter what, they just can't get over. So I think the distraction thing is actually just like, just a straight up part of his character at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not a good one, but you know, Marco. What do you think, man? What how are you how are you feeling about Karrion Cross's run so far since he's been back on uh, on SmackDown? Do you think he's going to end up being in the main event scene, or do you think he's just going to hang around the the upper mid card? Um, I think they'll give him a shot at the uh, at the main event scene. I'm not sure how long he'll be there, but I think uh, him having this feud with Drew McIntyre definitely helps him out more than anything. Not, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't help Drew McIntyre, but it definitely elevates um, Karrion um, having a feud with Drew McIntyre. And it does seem like they're going to, you know, go forth with this because obviously, you know, Karrion won one, Drew won one. Now you get that third, that third and final match. Hopefully um, that ends this feud. But I was actually just reading that um, because I thought the match was kind of weird. Um, and it, it was it was, it was a kind of a fast match, too. And I was actually just reading that uh, Drew McIntyre has been suffering like a, with the flu or something like that. For like the past week, um, and he like insisted oh, yeah. on um, having the match anyway. Um, so that kind of makes sense at why it was just like, eh, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like his like, it, it, it wasn't like one of his like good matches, if anything. Like I thought this right. match was going to be like a really like captivating match, but now knowing that, it, it that kind of makes sense why it wasn't really, you know. I know when a man has a cold, it's like yeah. I mean it's dev- it's devastating. Well, he got hit with that pepper spray from Scarlet, so that should help clear out his clear sinuses, sinuses a little, a little bit. That is true. I'm not I'm not sure what that does for the flu, but um, I, <laughs> I know definitely a cold, a cold will definitely help out. Man, flu definitely takes you down a couple of matches. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, I know we kind of shit on this match. I do want to give some props to Drew. 
I think he is like what is one of like the hardest things to become in in wrestling nowadays is a, a true over baby face, right? I'd never yeah. hear like I feel like I'd never hear like a mixed reaction or any of the boo birds coming out for him. Mm-hmm. Even somebody like Mox against certain opponents, sometimes Mox doesn't get, you know, the hundred percent support. Uh do you guys think Drew is the top baby face in wrestling right now? In wrestling overall. Yeah. Mm. I'm talking like pure white meat baby face, man. I, I can't probably. I mean, Hangman was. If you asked me last year, I'd say Hangman was, but I feel like Hangman doesn't really get the uh, the response. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking strictly from the crowd reactions they get. Because to me, Nick Gage is the best baby face in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Nick Gage is the best baby face out there, man. But uh, but I think at least for you know for AWWE, is there anybody that gets the universal love that uh, that Drew's getting right now? I mean, um, Daniel Bryan generally gets cheered almost every match that he's in, so he's probably second if Drew's first. I mean, you, you, you might yeah, Daniel Bryan's a good call. Yeah, you might have to throw Sami Zayn in there right now too <laughs> at some point because that crowd is People red hot. Sami Zayn, I, lo- yeah, I love Sami Zayn. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, man, he's not to get too far away from Crown Jewel. I feel like he's just dude. He's too humble for his own good at this point, man. He needs to be in the main event in AEW. I feel like he's. Kind of almost getting lost in the shuffle a little bit over there. Yeah, I mean, you he he's like he's learned to step back and not rattle the damn cage because then everything just fucking explodes in your face, dude. Yep, it's like Jesus. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next match. All right, after the steel cage match, we had the six man tag. To me, this was def- this could have been on any episode of Raw from the last six weeks. I know it was, you know, taken aside from the fact that it was uh, Gallows Anderson's big return to action. Th- this really could have been like any any time in the last two months and would have been right in place. We got the standard Rhea Ripley interference. I really thought that this was going to be the the time when we saw somebody come in to kind of counteract her. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think it's going to be, Sheen? Because they got to bring in a female eventually to uh, to kind of even the odds. I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't even know who they could bring in other than like a legit fighter at this point that would even be, I mean, Charlotte, maybe. I mean, who, like, I I can't think of anybody on the roster right now that I think is a contender that would be believable against Rhea. I mean, I mean, obviously Ronda, but I mean, who wants to see that? Jordan, has there a, has, I know you're a little bit more hip to the the international scene than, than us, man. Has there ever been any female wrestlers like involved with the Bullet Club? No, no, they, no. it's always been males. New Japan until this year really hasn't even focused on any women's wrestling at all, and now they're yeah, kind of getting it started. Um, but yeah, it's they don't really do women's wrestling over there. Yeah, Beth Phoenix makes the most sense storyline wise, obviously because Rhea took her out. But yeah, I feel like we can come with, back with that edge. Yeah, I feel like yeah, she's she's got that tag along edge that's going to be there. So it doesn't really work out numbers wise, unless Judgment Day adds another member. So I don't really know, or maybe they just keep dominating because of Rhea. I mean, she yeah. does she does look great what she's doing right now. It's uh, they built her up to be unstoppable. Dude. And Judgment Day is getting a hell of a push, man. Like Judge, they are behind Judgment Day. I, I know that was kind of on the dirt sheets that Finn was going to be one of the people that benefited the most from Triple H taking over. And that's definitely been the case. Yep. Um, what do you, what do you guys think, man? Are we going to, is it going to be judgment day involved in war games at survivor series? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. I think dude, I think Raquel would be a great person to be with the OC. Honestly, I, I feel like I know she's on SmackDown, but 
I don't know, man. She just seems like she would fit well with those three guys. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Raquel's awesome. Yeah, and she's and she doesn't really have any history really with with most of those. So like, she could just kind of pop in and like just do a backstage. She could show up backstage and just tell AJ like, "Hey, I'm here to help," and and that's all you need. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you could you could have. I mean, Charlotte. It would be a good way for her to return to, um, you know, knowing that like her and AJ Styles are like they're like buddies. In uh, in real life, anyway, so it, that might happen. She, oh she yeah, didn't they? Uh, didn't didn't Charlotte and AJ win like the mixed match challenge? Yeah, they were the phenomenal flair. That. that was their name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe Charlotte comes back. That would be a great way to bring her back into the fold. Um, but what are you guys thinking right now? Now that we kind of mentioned Survivor Series, what are you guys seeing for War Games? Like, I. At first, I was thinking maybe Bloodline, but I don't know. I can't really see Roman doing War Games. I feel like yeah. War Games is almost he doesn't, like yeah. below. He doesn't Roman have to do it though. I, the rest of the Bloodline can do War Games. True. I mean, is I, it five of them though? They said it's they said it's, it's going to be five on five. Yeah, it's five on five this year. Um, maybe they'll bring in Naomi. They had the uh, maybe. <laughs> they had the uh, they had the commercial today though for uh, for War Games. It did. It said it's going to be ten people in there. So yeah. I'm assuming that's five will, on five. Actually, I'll be in attendance there. I'm actually, I actually got tickets. Um, bringing the little guy. Nice, awesome, man. Dude. Yeah. Nice. Where to, uh, so it's always been interested for me for shows like War Games or like World War Three. Where, where are you guys sitting at? Uh, kind of like the, like the, I, I don't want to get good. I want to get floor seats, but they're ridiculously priced. So I got like kind of so like the middle. The bowl. I like the, like the above, kind of like the, the floor seats. So that, those are yeah, those I are good seats. I, dude, I think that's, that's the way the be, be, I man. think that's yeah. the best seats. Unless I, you're like the first couple of rows on the floor, it's like it's better to be in the lower bowl than my. Well, yeah, something like war games. I feel like even the first couple yeah. rows is going to be weird because it's such a wide field of action True, yeah. in front of you. So cool, man. That's that's definitely going to be a fun show. I know they're going to do it up. Obviously, Triple H loves war games, and this is the first time bringing it to the main roster. So. It's fun seeing Survivor it Series has always been like my sentimental. What's that, Jordan? War Games is really cool to see in person, too, because I got to see NXT War Games when they did that for Survivor nice. Series in Chicago. So, yeah, Lower Bulls definitely the way to go. Was that uh, was that 2019? Yep. Nice, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a fun. That was like the last time Survivor Series was really good that year when when NXT got involved with things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to our next match. We had. Braun Strowman beating Omos. Um, Pass. I don't know. I, I don't really got a lot of thoughts on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It was cool for a big man versus big man, but nah. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, we could pass. This, this, this was definitely a Vince McMahon special right here. Just two big dudes just can't do anything. But yeah, great. One hundred percent. That was nothing. That, I feel like they did. I feel like they should have. I I could picture a good Braun and Omos match, but I feel like they should have milked this out longer. And give, I think this should have been WrestleMania, and then just pull out some bells and whistles, make it like a comedy relief match at WrestleMania. You know what I? What I think they what they they should have just did the WrestleMania six Hulk Hogan and Warrior match, like frame for frame, just copy exactly every move, double clotheslines, lots of uh, you know, tests of strengths, that type of stuff. Just like just do that exact match, and I would have been entertained by it. I think Omos actually has less mobility than the Ultimate Warrior, man. Like I'm not. I, I commented in the in the live thread in the Facebook group, man. He reminds me of a basic action figure. Like, and you yeah. know, he, he doesn't got the elite articulation, dude. Like, he's just. Uh, it looks like he's made out of wood. Yeah. All right, let's go on from that train wreck. The tag team championship match. We had the Usos, Jay coming in with a uh, 
possibly broken wrist going up against the brawling brutes, Ridge Holland and Butch. Sheen, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was awesome. I thought they did a really good job. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I hope, I hope Jay really, I hope it's just like a kayfabe injury, not a real injury. Um, and if it is, I hope it's not that bad because that's really going to suck if he's got a wrist injury. I was watching really close because I was concerned about it also. Um, and I, a couple of times he was getting up off the mat by pushing, uh, he was using that hand to get off the mat, which if yeah. he's really hurt, that, I you gotta imagine he probably wouldn't be, do, be doing that. So I don't think it's that bad. I think it was probably just kayfabe. Uh, Jordan, what do you think happens Friday night? I think the bigger story that kind of really took some of the wind out of the sails for this match is that the Usos are going up against the New Day on Friday. And if they win, they will go on to break the New Day's record for longest tag team title reign ever. I mean, dude, nobody in the bloodline is losing right now, especially the Usos are Roman. So find it very hard to believe that the Usos are going to lose their titles on a SmackDown. Just it's not happening. Yeah, especially, you know, now considering like that the new day, you know, they may not ever fully recover and be like the the new day of old, you know, yeah. because of Biggie being gone and stuff. I think I think they're gonna go ahead and let the uh the bloodline just freaking dominate and hold all the records, dude. It uh I don't hope this happens because like Uso is better than New Day, but to do a little fantasy booking, how mage would it be if uh Big E comes out with a new day on Friday night? If we if we see Big E show up, Usos might be dropping those belts. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the roof would blow off the place if Big yeah. E shows up, dude. I, yeah. People people love the freaking new day, dude. They haven't been as prominent in recent memory, dude, but I mean, New Day is over like Rover always, dude. I, yeah. I'm going by that and I'm going by the I'm injury sure it's gonna be a banger Friday night thing. Yeah, the, the I guess he's having. You think an, it's really hurt? Yeah, he's having an MRI on Monday for it. So, um, depending yeah, on yeah, but I'm just hoping it's not like it, yeah, I hope it's just like a sprain or like yeah. you know, some sort of soft tissue situation, not like a you know. If it's bad, they're definitely dropping the belts on uh, Friday because they won't be able to continue. Uh, I could see Solo stepping in for Jay. The, the, the tri- I was going to say true. the Tribal Chief might just be like, "Hey, we're going to have Solo Sokoa step up, and you know, we'll, we'll just be using the Freebird role." That'd be cool. Let's hit the uh, beverage break before before we get into our two big matches. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we go around the horn and share what we're sipping on as we podcast because we all know that a cold beverage goes great with professional wrestling. So Sheena, we'll start with you. What are you drinking? Mine is more of a summer. You know, I've really dropped the ball on my seasonal brews lately. I had sober October, but now sober October is over. So um, I'm I'm back on the wagon and I'm having a... (laughs) Is it on the wagon or off the wagon when you start drinking? You're off the wagon. I I can't remember that. You're I'm off the wagon. You're off. So the you're wagon. on the wagon when you're sober, yeah. and then you go off the wagon when you start drinking again. Well, I'm rarely off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the wagon. <laughs> I'm off the wagon tonight, and uh, I'm having a simply lemonade. These things are simply spiked. <clears throat> sorry, a simply spiked lemonade. They're really good. Um, I typically don't even love stuff like that, like you know, just like the the mixed can stuff. But uh, these are really tasty. They don't have a funky like fake fruit flavor. It's like real fruit juice, real lemonade. Um, I don't know what flavor. Seth poured it for me, so I don't know which flavor it I is. I think but that's a watermelon one you get right there. But yeah, it's, the, it's the Simply Lemonade, which is like the best lemonade you can buy anyways. And yeah. then they, they made, you know, they basically just boozed them up. So they're, they're delicious. Yeah, they're my favorite also. It's probably between those 
and the uh, Kona Brewing seltzers they put out for yeah. my favorite. They're so the, uh, uh, they're so popular now. You can get a forty of it. So if you're out there and you want oh. a forty of uh, of simply spiked lemonade, that's awesome. You can now you can now get that in the in the regular that lemon flavor. Tempting. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? I am uh, sipping on a hometown brew. It's a night shift brewing. Uh, it's called 87. It's named after the uh, the actual facility of night shift brewing uh, in Everett, Massachusetts. It's a, it's a hazy DIPA, so a hazy double IPA. Um, and it's real. It's, what, what's the ABV on that? Uh, it is eight. Eight percent. Okay. <laughs> so Marco might not make it to the end of the show. Probably not. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's a tropical flavor too, which is uh, really nice. It doesn't say what is in it, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? It's a uh, f- football Saturday, so it's bush light all day for me. I I can't get off bush light on Saturday because if I wander down the IPA trail, I'll probably fucking fall asleep at seven o'clock. So. We just do bush light waters all day. Bush latte. Yeah. Bush light waters. Nice. Yeah. I've been, I've been drinking since Crown Jewel started. So I've been, uh, I've been hitting it pretty hard today as well. Um, I've been mixed in some IPAs, a lot of Miller light. And right now I'm sipping on a mango funk yourself. So a little play on words there. It's from Meddlesome Brewing right here in Cordova, Tennessee, about 25 minutes away from the house. It's a mango passion fruit sour. So Love the sours. It's probably actually like it's quickly passing up IPA for like my favorite type of craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's really good. Mango always always hits the spot. All right, let's get back into Crown Jewel. We got the last woman standing match. They broke out all the hijinks. Sheena, what did you think of Bailey and Bianca? It was a really good match, but the hijinks are where they lost me. the The golf cart was just. I don't know if that was the world's slowest golf cart or if golf carts in Saudi just don't go as fast as American golf carts, but it was like, it was like driving Miss Daisy, um, on the, on the golf cart. It was like horrible. Uh, it was like so slow and Bianca was like waiting for it to jump out of the way. Yeah. And then, uh, Bailey was riding on top and Bianca was just like cruising down to the ring, like slowly hit the brakes. Like you know, I would have dri- flung that bitch off the top, dude. It was like oh. an old lady like driving down to the driveway to check her mail or something. You know? Yeah. Oh, I just kept thinking like, dude, gas it, dude, gas it. Hit the freaking like pedal and just throw Bailey into the ring <laughs> yeah. from the from the top of the golf yeah. cart, dude. Like that would have been so freaking mage. Jesus. But no. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's, that's what I thought God. they were going for when she was at the top. There. I don't yeah, I don't know if I'm, you know, quite as amped up for the uh, as Sheena was to see somebody get maimed, but um, <laughs> I definitely thought it was missing the violence. You know, similar to my thoughts on the cage match, dude. Cage match to me equals violence. Last man standing, last woman standing equals violence. And this one had another cutesy finish where it was just mm-hmm. Bailey getting trapped under the ladder. And I felt like it really kind of broke my suspension of disbelief. I feel like she probably could have wriggled out from, yeah. from under not that pr- ladder. Not probably. Man. She could have. But she yeah, so... Again, last man standing. This is like probably even more so than a cage match. It's supposed to be a feud ender, and I, it still kind of felt like Bianca won on a on a technicality. What do you think, Jordan? You're the uh, the women's wrestling expert. <laughs> I'm just trying to get over the fact that Sheena wanted like vehicular homicide to take place on the ramp. I, like I wanted it Jesus. Too. Hey, listen, Jordan. Jordan, are you surprised that I wanted some like vehicular hijinks? Dude? Yeah, you've seen her behind the wheel, dude. No, she tried to like, kill me, you, and your lovely wife. Dude, like, holy shit! Like a black SUV is coming out of nowhere. Bianca's about to die. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I, I kept thinking, I was like, Bailey's going to stand up and like try to get off the top of the golf cart while it's going down the ramp and then just like launch herself off into the ring or into that table, you know? So Jesus. yeah, I didn't, I didn't get what I was there for, but uh, it was still a good match. Yeah. It, the, it was um, all right. I, I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I'm, I'm with, like with Seth there, like the ending kind of ruined that entire match for me. That was a really bad yeah, it was, ending. It was, it was just inoffensive. It just was what it was. They were working hard. Like shout yeah. out to Liz. They pulled out a lot of, a lot of like unique spots and stuff, but I don't know. It just, and so she got trapped in that, um, that freaking trunk. And like, didn't even sit on it. She like closed the top of this unlocked trunk with Bailey inside. Or was it ba- who was inside the trunk? Bianca. Bailey? Bianca was in there. Uh, no, Wait. Bianca was in the trunk. Yeah. Bianca was, was in the trunk. It's like, Bailey yeah, why, why? Yeah, that yeah. killed it for me too. Why would you not do Lock the clasp? The yeah, like, yeah, like clamp it shut or stand man. on it or sit on it or roll it off the stage. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> God she damn, I just, she doesn't want someone to die. Jeez. <laughs> WWE just with their because you know it's still PG thirteen. We never really got up to the uh, you know we're not doing like the Attitude Era ruthless aggression type stuff. Some of these matches were just hard to buy. You know, Hell in the Cell suffers from the same thing, dude. You just don't get to the the level of violence that yeah. you need. And I feel like we've been spoiled with AEW and GCW. I feel like WWE should just stick to what they know best. Some of these hardcore matches just end up being more corny than than entertaining. Yeah. Um, Marco, do you think that Bailey is is finished uh, getting getting title shots against Bianca now? She lost the ladder match and she lost the um, you know the last woman standing tonight. Do you think it's time for Bianca to get a new challenger? Um, no, I think they're going to continue it. Um, probably you know they'll pivot for Survivor Series and probably have like you know Survivor Series style match. Um, with damage control and you know Bianca and Oscar and Alexa, I'm assuming, but then they'll circle right back to uh, Bailey. Um, I don't see anyone else um, getting any title shots from Bailey at all. And uh, the, you know what that remind the uh, when they're on the stage and she was actually standing there waiting for Bailey to hit her. I was uh, that reminded me of uh, Austin Powers, the scene where the guy's like, no! yes, <laughs> yes. one hundred percent. It literally looked. That's like exactly that. what was happening. <laughs> All right, let's hear from the two bad chads at the Turnbuckle Tavern before we get into our main event. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right. The match of the night. The match that's got damn near the whole internet talking. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Um, Before we get into the individual performances, just give me your overall thoughts on the match, Sheen. I thought it was excellent. I think Logan Paul is by far the best celebrity crossover as far as like in-ring talent that we've seen. I just think he's just, he's so good, dude. And even though this match, like I, I at first when I heard this match was going to be at crown jewel, I didn't think Logan was worthy of a, of this big of a spot with Roman, but I mean, he showed out and worked hard and the match was awesome. And I, I I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Uh, Marco, what'd you think of it? Um, Loved it. Loved every minute of it. I'm, as you know, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Logan Paul advocate. Um, as when he first when he first stepped in, so I, I was pleased. He, uh, he I, 
I'm glad this match like showed everybody that he's like he's legit. I mean, there's no other there's no other way around it. Like he is he is a star for that that company. I mean, he's a star on his own anyway. But um, yeah, you know, he shows up like like Sheena said. He shows up and shows out when when he's in. He's, he doesn't lollygag. Um, he takes it very seriously. I mean, and he's been on the biggest stages. I mean, yep. he's been on Mania and Mania, Crown Summer Jewel, Slam, dude. Crown yep. Jewel, yeah. Like that's. I mean, that's the biggest. That's as big as it gets for WWE. Yeah. Jordan, what did uh, what was your thoughts, man? I know you had uh, some critiques. I-, I liked the match overall. I thought the actual in ring wrestling was really good. Um, there, there's. I had one major problem coming into this, and I, I still leave with that same problem. I never actually believed Logan Paul had a chance of winning this match. That that's one of my True. major critiques. Like when when you're running a main event, and I 100 percent know the other guy's not winning, it, it ruins it. It takes away from it a little for me. Um, I do not love all the run-ins in the main event. I, I know a lot of people do. It just I don't know, man. Jake Paul's run-in was completely worthless. The two punches he yeah. threw were absolutely I don't know. They were pretty bad. Those punches were bad. <laughs> he's a legit fighter, dude. Yeah. I feel I like he was just... you have to be careful. He's like I think carry, he's trying he's to work too loaded, hard, man. Yeah, he's carrying loaded weapons, dude. He can't be just out so, there swinging okay. freely on people, dude. Okay, so like we're, we're talking about him as a legit fighter, but the stuff that comes out about his boxing matches is not exactly endearing to him. Like... When he, I don't care. If you're, if you're a real boxer, a professional boxer in any capacity, like... I ain't trying to get hit by you. No, straight I, up. But those like, punches I don't care. definitely I don't care did if you're him. Like, you know, the best. Yeah, those punches did him no, no good though. Like that. I don't know. That run in to me just seemed completely worthless. Like, yeah, I, I it, know it was I worthless. It. Yeah. I, I know those punches they were uh, they they were Shane McMahon esque. I'd say. Okay, yeah. they weren't that bad, but well, they weren't <laughs> they were pretty bad. I mean, they were bad, but they weren't Shane McMahon bad. I I don't know. I like I said, I enjoyed the match. I was definitely sports entertained, but. I don't know, man. The run-ins are just starting to get to a point where it's like, dude, come on, let's just have a normal match for once. I kind of, I kind of liked it, but to get like circling back real quick to your point about you never thought Logan Paul had a chance to win. I, same, I went into this just one hundred percent knowing that Roman Reigns was walking away unscathed. However, when he hit that, um, you know, the lucky punch or whatever, and then did the Superman punch. And they started to count. I mean, it was like it was like a frog's hair. Like I thought, I was like on the edge of my seat. I thought they counted three. I was like, "Holy shit!" And Dude. then, yeah, the false finishes were just like insane. I, I mean, I, they got me a couple of times where I was like, "Oh my god, Logan Paul just won this freaking match!" Dude, I think that's low key one of the best things Roman's done. I think Roman's the best near fall in the biz, dude. Yeah. If you yeah. watch his, like, he has really got it down to an art form because. He keeps his eyes closed. He doesn't look at the ref. He mm-hmm. just trusts that he's got it. That's and my biggest pet. He doesn't. Beat. He doesn't load up and like kick or like you know do any big motion. He literally just fires that shoulder off the mat at the last second. And uh, I, I think that's something that's kind of like it, it doesn't get mentioned a lot, man. But I think that's really kind of what's made this run seem so epic. All, all the the super close near falls that he's had. It added to the match for me today for sure. Because after those were happening, I was like, dude, this could go any way, you know? Because Logan Paul, I mean, he was hitting some. Hellified finishers and stuff, dude. And um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, Logan Paul's incredible, dude. That buckshot lariat was awesome. The jumping through the table while uh while you know videotaping Live. it on the cell mm-hmm. phone and stuff. I was telling Sheen, I feel like they should have done like a like a QR code like Bray Wyatt, so you could like watch his feed as he's doing the stuff, man. Yeah. But then he le- he leaped over the freaking top rope like a damn lemur, dude. Just like right over, it was crazy. Dude, dude, he's legit. Like Kurt Angle is always the gold standard for like person who took to the wrestling business, like uh, just a straight up natural. 
I mean, I think Logan Paul's going to run for his money three matches in. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got just a natural sense of athleticism. And, I mean, he's definitely – it shows he's taking his wrestling training very seriously. And he's he's done a hell of a Dude, job. Dude, we got to talk so about – So one thing that helped out with – go ahead, Jordan. We got to talk about them hitting on three-for-three three celebrities in the last year, dude. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, and Pat yeah. McAfee have all been incredible in the ring. Yeah. That's true. Those are, yeah. Dude, you let that one. Johnny Knoxville, man. <laughs> okay. Was fun, well, dude. Dude, okay, it was fun, but we're not buying Johnny fun. Knoxville yeah, as a the, wrestler. The like. Wasn't. Yeah. yeah, but he came in and did his thing, dude. Like, yeah. they have been, the celebrities have been showing up, man, for WWE here, here lately, 100%. Um, I was going to say, one thing that added to the atmosphere was that Saudi Arabia, for whatever reason, they love Logan Paul. We know traditionally he's gotten booed out of the building in, in the States. Uh, do you guys think that he won over the fans in America with that performance today and that he's actually going to get some uh, some babyface reactions when he comes back? Or is he still just getting getting shit on by the American crowd? I don't know. Wrestling fans are so fickle, dude. Yeah. Like, I think the Internet I think the internet is talking about him. And I think they're like, wow, this was really awesome. I think the live crowd is still going to react to him like they're going to still going to boo him. dude. Yeah. I mean, he just has he just has nat- natural douchebaggery about him, you know. I mean, I don't know the guy personally, but I mean, he just had he just has a an aroma. Well, of, he's like, you know, yeah. I mean, they're they're probably the closest thing we had to like male Kardashians, right? Like yeah. the Paul brothers. Like, yeah. I mean, hats off to him, dude. I respect the hustle like crazy. Oh yeah, the entrepreneurship and everything. You, is you just can't incredible. help but be turned off if you're somebody that you know is busting their ass at a nine Going to five, to a five nine days to five a week every and, day, barely making ends meet, and you see these guys on freaking yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you see somebody who you know they they figured out the algorithm and broke through and are, are getting you know getting buku bucks to do this stuff. So it, yeah, it, it's it's hard not to you know be envious and kind of have some some haterade for those guys, but in the ring, dude, he works like a freaking, like, you know, Ricky yeah. Morton, dude, one of the best baby faces you've ever seen. <laughs> man. So he's definitely got a baby face style in the ring. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Next time, next time he comes out in America, is he getting booed or is he getting cheered? Dude, I feel like after tonight, they, he has to at least get cheered for one night when he makes his next appearance. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I did not think this was going to work, but dude, he he definitely showed out. So I feel like even if it's only a one night thing, they should definitely give him his flowers for one night. I think he could end up being like the new Cena, man, where they boo when he comes out, but by the end of the match, they're like going nuts, cheering yeah. for him. You know, yeah. that's how it was with Cena for right, three years. He, he would just win him re- over. Let's relax <laughs> comparing him to John Cena. Let's take, take a little bit I'm of a slow just on down. the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like you right after Bray returned now, man. Yeah, uh, Yeah, you're like, oh, man, this guy's going to win 17 titles. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, I just meant just the crowd reaction. I think he could end up having a similar vibe with his, uh, his relationship with the, the WWE universe. Well, we um, did get some bad news that he he did tear his ACL, or potentially his ACL, and then he did tear his MCL and meniscus. So yeah, he yep. did have a knee injury. So hopefully, he can come back for Mania because, dude, I kind of want to see him and Seth at Mania, man. I think that would be oh, an yeah. awesome match. And with with Seth's character now, like they could tell a, a really cool story. I'm sure with you know mm-hmm. all the stuff he could play off with Logan Paul. What, what do you think? Who would you guys like to see him against at uh, at Mania? Yeah, I'm with you. I like uh, Rollins would be awesome. Mm. It looked. I mean, it, it seems like they're gonna probably go like the. Uh, they got to do the tag team route at some point, right? With uh, him and his brother against the Usos. Yeah, if they are bringing in Jake Paul, which he had his own entrance in Titantron. Yeah, I could see the Pauls against the Usos. That could be a Mania match. Yeah. Bro, so. why are we talking about Mania? This dude is not wrestling at Mania. If he just tore all that, that's like nine to twelve months, dude. Like that. That's not. A, that's a nine month recovery at the very least. Like, dude, he ain't With wrestling. MCL. At 
What if it, what if he didn't tear his ACL though? What if it's just an MCL? MCL and meniscus is about six months, so that would put him. It'd be pretty close. Like I, I don't think he's wrestling at Mania, dude. I think we'll see him around this time next year. But, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, I am right. Doctor Wells here <laughs> reporting for duty. <laughs> Orthopedist. What'd you say, Ortho? Doctor Wells. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hear from, has anybody got any closing thoughts on crown jewel no i um you know i i i think the saudi pay-per-views are kind of icky and gross all around but yeah. they're you know they they are entertaining in their own right i mean the, the the production and everything is top notch the drones were freaking top notch like the drones are cool yeah in here in america we get those ugly ass cgi graphics and then <laughs> sally they're like flying freaking lighted drones to make you know wrestling graphics and shit so that was cool but um yeah i'm ready to see 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 my favorite wrestlers back on american soil for sure i do love that sheena when i asked everybody a closing thought sheena said no and then proceeded to give us like some really awesome closing thoughts for the conversation <laughs> you're welcome like, she always kills it over here <laughs> Uh, all right let's uh let's hear from the extra cooler show and then we will get into some action figure talk hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages if that sounds like fun to you then be sure to check out my new podcast the extra cooler show where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. It's time for the figure four where we get into some wrestling figure talk. We want to remind you this segment and the entire podcast is sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10%. You guys heard the uh, Ric Flair drip from Offset right there. Uh, me and Jordan touched on it on the most recent episode of Pod Wars, but yeah, I still want to show love to uh, to Migos, man. They, uh, the horrible, horrible death of, of takeoff from this yeah. weekend. Just uh, senseless, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Sheena, tell us what you have in your hand right now. Yes, Sheena, wow. please do tell us what's in your hand don't, right now. Don't tell us. <laughs> All right, well. T- tell us what you're holding. <laughs> don't, um, don't. It's pretty I, sexy. Yeah, oh, man. You know, it, this is, yeah, I got a nice hot package in my hand. Oh, um, Jesus, here yeah, we go. It's big. It's black. It's uh, wow. It's what? amazing. <laughs> it's uh, it's the su- Supreme <laughs> Kenny Omega from AEW. Uh, dude, these Supreme figures are next level awesome. Um, you guys know, like, I mean, I there's some great Kenny figures out there. Uh, for AEW, I think this one is top notch. I think if you're a Kenny lover and a Kenny collector, you have to add this to the collection the, the the face scan that's in the box like if you're an moc collector i don't know because it kind of looks like morgan wallen a little bit like he's just <laughs> i don't know he's he just looks a little drunk and a little cheery yeah um, the ones on the, the extra head scans the are extra better. head scans are much better the ones that are along the side panel i love this packaging too i love how they just keep the front of the box nice and open a big clear window and then um 
yeah, that they put all the accessories and all the junk and stuff on the sides. I do wish they had like the little, um, like a little black strip to kind of cover up that stuff. So you didn't really see it from the, some, from the front, but I've had the same critique on ultimate editions, man. Like if, like that's why I always take, I think defining moments are like the best MOC yeah. figures. Oh yeah. It, the defining moments boxes were awesome, but yeah, super cool. Kenny, um, the cool thing about these is you basically get two figures in one. You get an extra set of like legs and pants. Um, two sets of pants, four head sculpts, three sets of hands and, uh, AEW belt and, and microphone. And yeah. you got that duster, man. Like it's just the amount of stuff you get in these is tremendous. They are expensive, but I think you definitely get your money's worth on these figures. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. this next this one, this one, is like, yeah, this is something sexy. You know, Sheena was yeah. hitting the sexual, uh, you know, double entendres uh, earlier on. This is the, uh, the real thing to get you, you know, all worked up, get the blood yeah. pumping through get the veins. Get H A R D as uh, <laughs> the major bros like to say. Yeah, so I have the new Supreme Malachi Black, and guys, this doesn't even look like a wrestling figure. This looks like some sort of shit from like Lord of the Rings or like I don't know Game of Thrones. Like this is this figure is like insane. It looks like it should cost like like ninety bucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. You like get- Jeremy Padauer, dude. Thank you, bro. Like this is. <laughs> yeah. Chef's kiss, man! Incredible. So yeah, you have like the the head the headdress with like I don't know if this is a goat or or some sort of like antelope or I call it the jackalope. The jackalope, the, the yeah. rabbit, whatever the, sort uh, of like satanic creature this is, um, is uh is it's wild looking, dude. And it comes with two different like soft goods cloaks. He's got an extra pair of legs with like the the shorts and the knee pads, and he's got a vest, like a molded vest that looks like a rib cage, like it looks like a human midsection. And he's got another soft goods vest. Yeah, that's what I said. He's got, he's got two soft goods like cloak things, yeah. um, three unmasked head scans, and two masked head scans. That's like, insane, dude. what the freak, dude? This thing is so mage. Like, I, I loved. I was a huge, huge fan of um, Malachi Black, or sorry, Alistair Black's. Um, NXT figure like it was one of the best yeah, figures of the year for me too. yeah um but uh this one is just it's just I mean it's a totally different character it's insane uh Jordan Marco did you guys get have you guys gotten the first two su- Supreme Jet Cody and Britt I did yes I have not got either one did of you them yet. yet Jordan nope so what did Marco what's what's your take now that we got one series man are you a team Supreme or you still think Ultimate Editions are the best figures out man um since it's tough, I mean, dude. it is tough, but since, you know, since the ultimates have been out, you, 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 you kind of get to see the, uh, the evolution of how they started with, you know, you know, the beginning ones weren't, I mean, there are, arti- you had the articulation there, but obviously as they went later, you had like the, uh, the butterfly articulation and all that stuff. And then the, you know, it, I don't know. I think I'm going to still give the edge to the ultimate, ones but supreme i mean they're they're starting late but they you know they're taking notes from the ultimate editions and i think they're just going to get better um they might even get better than uh yeah I th- again i think the value is definitely in the in the supreme figure dude yeah. like you, yeah. the, getting the multiple gears like the, with the with the legs and everything well, yeah like, the way you could swap the upper body and yeah, lower body on yeah. AEW figures is a game changer that is a game changer it's awesome i uh I like the ultimate edition figures better. Like the actual figures. I like the figures better, but the, uh, just the overall value that you get with these Supreme figures is, is insane, man. Um, 
So let's move again. These are they're on back order right now. Jordan, when did you say your Malachi is supposed to be in January? Be here around January. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't even want it anymore by then. Probably <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back in WWE as Alistair by that time. Yeah, no, I got think they're going to come in sooner. Just remember, use code Chick Foley to save ten percent because these things are pricey. So that's about five or six dollars savings. Uh, yeah, on one of these on ringside if you uh, if you use our code. Um, so sticking with some Ultimate Edition conversation, we had the heartbreaking, heartbreaking news that the double J, J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T Ultimate Edition figure, probably, I think it was that was probably like the crowning like reveal at San Diego Comic-Con this year. It is canceled. When the, yep. the last outlaw bashed that guitar over Darby Allen's head, he might as well have been hitting figure collectors all around the world. <laughs> it was, it was within 24 hours. Uh, action figure attack was on the forums and said that it is not possible yep. at this time. Um, dude, Jeff Jarrett, man, I think he's like cursed, you know? He uh, his Hasbro. He was supposed to be one of the last Hasbros that got made, and the Hasbro line went under right before that came out. Like, it's just. Are you saying the ultimate line is going to go under now? Uh, I don't think that. I think the ultimate line is sticking around for a a good long while. I think I think it's here to stay as long as Mattel has the license. But that would really be tragic. Um, Jeff Jarrett has got a habit of sinking companies. You know, he was the top guy in WCW when they went under, and you know he was he basically started TNA and. I mean, they're still around. They're like the cockroach of the wrestling world, but they, uh, but they're definitely not. You know, they they were pretty insane back during his his big run there. Um, I don't know, man. I'm really bummed missing out on this one. I, New Gen is kind of like my soft spot for like figure nostalgia, so I was really excited. How about you guys? Yeah, this one. Yeah, hurts. it's always a bummer. I think they're going to keep it. Yeah, I think they're going to keep it in their back pocket, though. The, the the possibilities there. They already have all the scans and renderings and everything. So, I mean. Never say never. Yeah, and Steve said that he's gonna if if things change and they typically do in the wrestling biz that he is gonna fast track that figure for us if uh, if they get a chance to make it again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wonder how far down the road they got, man. Like maybe there's a, a prototype floating around out there uh, that's gonna go for you know four or five thousand here pretty soon on eBay. I'm definitely keeping my eyes peeled. There's a few eBay users that somehow managed to get questionable figures in their grasps, and I got the. Uh, I got the save searches on, so I'll let you guys know if uh, if one of these happens to pop up out there. You'll probably get it for um, fifty bucks and then sell it for a hundred dollars two weeks later. Yeah, don't, hot. yeah exactly. <laughs> don't remind me. Too soon, man. It's too soon. <laughs> Shout out, Chief J Strongbow. Um, it's not all bad news, though. Steve did say that because uh, I think Jeff Double J was supposed to be in Series Seventeen, right? And Series Sixteen is next, so it's he wasn't too far away. And Steve Hoser, aka Action Figure Tax, said that. He is going to be replaced by a first time in the in the line Ultimate Edition. So let's go around the horn, uh, Sheena. Who do you think it's going to oh be? God, I don't know. It's the first on. Ultimate, not a first time in the line figure, just a first time Ultimate. A first time Ultimate? I don't know. Come back to me, Jordan. Who it, are you hoping for? I, I think it's going to be Rollins. Who are you hoping for, or you you can pick who you want, or you can fantasy book it. I think it's going to be Rollins. I just I feel like it's time to get him his Ultimate Edition. Oh yeah. I feel like yeah. why don't we have an Ultimate it, Rollins yet? That's yeah, it's yeah. Him, yeah, I can see Rollins or Orton. It needs to be Seth. It, yeah, it might be Orton too. He hasn't had one yet. Oh God! Or Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Randy another Orton. One. Rey Mysterio. Oh God! Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not Steve. I'm not action figure. I mean, he's not, he's he's not wrong. Right, yeah. yeah, Marco's not wrong. If but we were yeah. Putting, yeah, if we we're putting odds on the board, I'd say Ray, Randy, and Seth. Yeah, come on, jeez. 
I, I, I hope it's Seth as well. Obviously, that that's uh, that that's my guy. Uh, let's let's go around. What Sheen? What if they were making Ultimate Edition Seth? What would you want it to be? Oh man, I love. Um, was it the Elite Forty Three look from SummerSlam? The white Elite Forty Five, yeah, Elite from 45. SummerSlam, SummerSlam two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I love the all white Rollins. I don't know. I mean, that's not his most iconic look, but it's such an awesome. It's one of them. That was like his defining. You know, aside it was, from the but it was such, in, that was it was such a moment. true. But it was just such a um, one off moment for him to wear the the all white. You know, um, but I would love to have an Ultimate Edition in that gear. I love that figure. Yeah, if I'm picking, I would probably go WrestleMania 31 with the entrance vest because they just gave us the elite without the vest before. Um, and like I said, that was his, that was his ultimate moment. Give us the vest, give us a belt, give us the briefcase. Um, but if I'm a betting man, I think it's going to be from WrestleMania this year. We already know the Ultimate Edition Cody's on the way. That was the one that was the pre-order yeah. this year, and I think that would be a perfect match. And that was a even though it wasn't my favorite attire of Seth, it was really intricate. And I feel like the only way that's ever going to get executed in figure form is, uh, is with the ultimate edition. Uh, Marco, what do you think, man? You want modern day Seth? Do you want the Messiah? Do you want the, uh, corporate, the corporate champ? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I do. I think I want modern Seth. He, he wants the man's man. I want the man's man. I want the, uh, I want the, yeah, I want the man's man's man. It's man's man with the t shirt yeah. and everything. But, uh, yeah, I think either that, like uh, Seth said, like this year's WrestleMania, or um, kind of digging that uh, that Clash at the Castle gear, the uh, the Elton John look with the flames and all that stuff. That'd be pretty cool. The Elton John, the orange. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was, was cool. awesome. That'd be pretty sick as a uh, as they an haven't done edition. his. They never did his um, his Night King look, did they? With the no, I think it was too close. They had Ooh. a basic that was extremely watered down. I think they may have been. Uh, I think it may have been too close on the the IP to do that one. They never mm -hmm. did a Thanos gear either from SummerSlam 2018. Uh, Jordan, what, what Seth would you want in Ultimate Edition? I actually don't want him in wrestling attire. I actually want Drip God Seth in like one of his suits. I think that would be absolutely awesome. That would be cool, man. I would love Drip God. Yeah, that would be cool. I think they you'd get a yeah. lot of hate from people if that was his first Ultimate, but I'd be down for it, man, because uh, that would be something really unique. We haven't really had that in the Ultimate Edition line either. Um yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. What if they just? What if they trolled us all and they they put Seth in there, but they did from Royal Rumble this year, so he's just in his Shield gear. That'd wow. be awesome as an Ultimate <laughs> Edition. I I mean, it would be cool, but I just feel like people would go nuts because Seth has so many just like crazy colorful attires. Um, let's go around and share our weekly purchases. Has anybody added anything uh, anything cool to the collection in the last week or so, Sheena? No, you tell you tell me. What, what have we added, Seth? Let me go ahead and look at our eBay history. Uh, we got the Nasty Boys OSFTM. I think I missed that last episode. I actually, I have a, so you know, I scored that, um, I scored the Hollywood Hogan OSFTM mint on card uh, off Facebook Marketplace. I had another score. I got a Macho Man NWO for 20 bucks uh, OSFTM. So this is coming from like 1997 mint on card. We're going to rip that bad boy open also. So really excited for that one. Uh, Jordan, how about you, man? What have you gotten recently? So I got no figures, but uh, I did get some pretty big bourbon purchases this week. I got uh, the new Midwinter's Dram, and then I got, um, it's called Smoke Wagon is the Whiskey, and it's a glow-in-the-dark Halloween bottle. It's really cool. So that was my only two big pickups of this nice. week. I finally cracked open that bottle of uh, the smoke, the Penelope, that smoked bourbon yeah. that you... Uh, 
brought last time he was out, man. That stuff was good, dude. I was mixing that with a uh, seven up. It, it was hitting. The spot I was going to tell sure. you to th- got to wait a little bit for that to air out. The toasted ones, like right out of the bottle, always hit a little different. But once they get some air to them, they're really good. Yeah, I. It was definitely a little bit harsh, man. I mean, I didn't let it stop me, but I tip. That's kind of like my ritual. Um, whenever I like first pop a bottle, I always take just a straight sip and yeah, it was definitely a little bit harsh. So it's a good tip out there for any, uh, any bourbon drinkers. Let, let the smoke there out a little bit. Just decant it a little, you know, <laughs> they, we're getting really classy <laughs> on here. Uh, Marco, man, what is, uh, what, what have you added recently? Uh, just a couple of figures. I, uh, grabbed the, uh, the, the rock and Rikishi from the, uh, the greatest hits line. Um, Mainly the Rikishi because it's because uh, he has a, he's wearing like red, black, and white, and I have this kind of like almost like bloodline faction going with the uh, Elite sixty four uh, Usos. Um, that okay. that Rikishi and who else? Umaga, the recent Umaga that came out. Uh, he's wearing red and black as well. Yeah, you need to throw a throw a Yokozuna in there. Man. Yeah, that's that's what I'm yeah I'm looking for because I have the I have the uh, the recent Yokozuna with the white. With the white pants, and yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking to get the uh, Yokozuna with the red, red and black pants. But um, yeah, it's pretty sick. Those uh, I mean, that Rikishi's awesome. That head scan is pretty amazing. On it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah the, the smiling aspect of it, but it's it's really it's really detailed. Yeah, the true effects is uh, it really sets apart from those older elites, man. So hopefully, I think they said they're going to do two series of the greatest hits a year wait, going forward. So hopefully, they give us some uh, wait for that Harley good selection. Harley's coming, guys, and then the uh, bottom's going to drop. <laughs> I think they're just going to redo that whole line at some point. That whole missing line. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, that was such a weird line. Yeah, yeah, because they already have the. Yeah, go, they could go ahead and give us a commission. Go ahead. Yeah, Ricky's Ricky's already out from that uh, fan takeover. So they already have that figure remade. Um, they could probably they already have the Jake the Snake already done. So just Stone Cold and uh and Harley Race are the last two. Commissioner Michaels. Yep, and Commissioner Michaels. Well, there was the Commissioner Shawn Michaels uh build a figure yep. also, which I think that'd be a pretty easy one to get out, man. And I, I think people would buy that also. I think so. Shawn Michaels always sells pretty well. All right, let's hear from J Bone, John Swallow coming down the aisle, and then we will get into some listener mail. you want to feel the war of the crown to strap on those spandex undies and listen to the coming down the aisle podcast hosted by me j-bone each week i have a guest ranging from wrestlers podcasters and even some family members the guests pick the match and we talk about it along with their fandom also each week i provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk so get on up and subscribe to the coming down the aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. El Idolo! All right, guys, I jumped the gun a little bit on uh, listener mail. We're going to hit you guys with a tranquilo and chill where you guys some non-wrestling uh, entertainment recommendations. So I'll start first. Me and Sheena are actually going to watch this as soon as we get done recording right here. The uh, Weird Al Yankovic biopic is out on the Roku channel of all things, but it is free. So you can just download that on pretty much anywhere where you download streaming apps and uh 
It's got Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter. The trailer looks amazing. It's like a, it's a parody. It's not an accurate biopic, right? It's like if Weird Al was making his uh you know, his life story into a movie. Um, so, you know, I know for folks our age, dude, Weird Al was like an insanely big part of growing up, like all his, uh, you know, Amish paradise that was still hits. Um, and yeah, we're going to white nerdy. So we're going to be checking that one out, dude. I'm I'm confident it's going to be really good. So we're going to give you guys that recommendation site unseen. Uh, Jordan, you watched or listened to anything good lately? Yeah. So, um, in honor of it being November and officially Christmas season now, I'm going to give a podcast shout out. So it's called Christmas Countdown. Um, it's two guys that talk about like Christmas past and things that they love about Christmas and me and Ari really like it. So I'll give that one. Nice. And Marco, how about you? Uh, yeah. So on, on Hulu, uh, there's a show called the therapist, with uh, Steve Carell. I'm not sure if you guys heard of it yet. Can't give too much away because it's kind of like a, a twist to it. Right at the be right on the first episode, so I can't give it away. But definitely uh, check that out. Uh, the therapist on Hulu. I thought really that was it. the rapist, actually. So I'm glad you specified <laughs> that. Wow, it's just called therapist. It's not called. <laughs> Where, where's our sound drop? <laughs> Get out here, you rapist! <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for all of the Sean Watson memes to hit when he makes his return against the uh, Texans here in a few weeks. Oh boy! All right, we got to get into some listener mail, Sheen. Let's go. All right, Zach Hertzler. Come on out, you rapist! <laughs> wow, Seth she, kept, she Seth kept cutting. He kept, he kept cutting me off. I was like, he kept pointing, like, go, if and then he asks, was like, no. If someone asks for that soundbite, we're getting that soundbite. So. Wow, I, I never miss a chance to use that in the podcast. <laughs> anyway, Zach Hertzler did give us some listener mail. He says, favorite Christmas beer or alcoholic drink. I blame Jordan for talking about Christmas beer on Pod Warriors. For me to ask for me to ask this question. So we've given out this recommendation and recipe a few yeah. times, but it's a it's a classic. It is a here. great, great. I'll be cocktail. drinking it on the show at some point during yeah, the next. So the months. drunken gingerbread man. So you need to get some uh, gingerbread syrup from you can get it at Starbucks, right, Sheen? Um, you used to be able to get it at Starbucks. I don't know if they sell it anymore. It was surprisingly in, in recent years it's been surprisingly hard to come by. So if you see it in store, grab it, but mo- you probably have to get it online. So yeah, just regular like gingerbread, like Tarani or whatever, just the regular basic like gingerbread coffee syrup is. Yeah, get on Amazon, search gingerbread syrup. Any any of it is fine. You need to have Maker's Mark though, because you definitely want a sweeter yeah. bourbon. Um, I mean, as long as it's a bourbon that's got like a lot of like winter wheat in it, it should work out. But Maker's, Maker's Mark is the choice. ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, you fill up a uh, you know a cocktail glass with ice, pour uh, pour some Coke in, hit it with a shot of Maker's, and then at the pour in like half a shot of the gingerbread syrup, stir it up, and enjoy it as a. Uh, you barely even, it's going to fuck you up and you're barely even going to taste the alcohol. Something about and the gingerbread just perfectly complements the bourbon. And the Coke. It's, uh, yeah. well, and for the record, we're talking about Coca Cola. Don't, mm. don't put like Coke. No Pepsi. Dude. Don't, no, I mean Coke. Don't put like cocaine in your, oh, um, I, I you mean, know. you could. <laughs> if you're oh, trying man. to get real turned up on, during the holiday season, um, and I know it's, a, I know it's a busy season, but yeah, Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, don't use Pepsi. Coca Cola has the perfect, like, notes with, like, you know, those warm spices and stuff. So all of it complements. It's like, 
it's like like he said, chef's kiss. It's so it's so freaking good. What about you, Jordan? So I'll give my favorite beer, which is Goose Island Christmas Ale. That's by far my favorite Christmas beer. And then I'll give a drink recommendation too. So um, you take Jack Daniels, Winter Jack, uh, ginger ale, and some cranberry juice. Phenomenal. Do wait, what is what is Winter Jack? So it's Jack Daniels. It's Jack Daniels Winter um, Blend. Basically, it basically tastes like apple cider. Ooh, you guys okay, have never had nice. this. No, no. I, I'm not, I've, I've never, never heard of a big it. JD guy, dude. Oh, yeah, this doesn't taste like Jack Daniels. We're in Tennessee Daniels. now, so maybe we'll have to get up on it. It doesn't taste like yeah. Jack Daniels, so you need to do about, I don't know, it depends on if you're like me and you're an alcoholic. I usually do two, two and a half shots of Jack, about a half shot of cranberry, <laughs> and then top it off with the ginger ale. You'll get loose nice, on that. Yeah. How about you, Marco? Um, yeah, mine. <laughs> I would be dead, Jordan. I know, right? Jeez. Uh, right. Well, actually, you might be dead after this uh, beer that I recommend. Uh, it's called Saint Bernardus. It's a uh, Christmas ale. It's a uh, it's a Belgium style. Uh, it's like a strong dark ale. It's ten percent alcohol. Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's, That's fucking stout. It's, it's actually really good. It's like a. It's, it has like kind of like a. It's like cinnamon. Um, there's like clove and I think caramel and some like dark fruits in it as well. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's really good. Um, it'll, I mean, you could probably only drink one. Um, I mean, if you're feeling froggy, definitely drink two of those if you want to, but yeah, that's, that's my, it's actually the, uh, the decoration on it is actually like a, uh, like a guy wearing a hat, a Santa Claus hat and everything. It's actually, it's pretty awesome. I have a couple of ones that are probably going to like turn you guys off, but I'm hoping somebody out there is on the oh same boy. wave, same wavelength boy. as me. As I go, love kombucha. a good eggnog, Ooh, I love uh, eggnog. It's like spiked with a little bit of rum and amaretto. Well, I love eggnog without the spike. I like I like just drinking eggnog, but no. if you spike it a little bit, well, it's Bailey's. so good. Bailey's also, good boozy too. coffee. Oh yeah, put a little. Yeah, I love Bailey's. That's what, that was my next recommendation coffee and Bailey's every Christmas morning. I don't drink boozy coffee probably once or twice a year. And Christmas morning is definitely one of those times we wake up, I make myself a boozy coffee. We open all the presents. Um, and yeah, Bailey's a little bit of heavy cream and a nice cup of coffee. It's oh, so freaking good. So that's my favorite Christmas drinks besides the, the gingerbread man. Do we need to find the recipe for that? Uh, that breakfast milkshake with Maker's Mark. They had a Cocoa Ooh, Head Cafe. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. yeah, it had like, didn't it have like bacon in it too? Yeah, like it had, it had piece, like a like, like a billionaire's bacon. A slice of bacon. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Booze in the morning, man. It's uh, yeah. It, it I always like to start the day like that. I rarely do it, man. <laughs> I, like I usually, I usually, like that. I usually, I usually wait till you know at least the afternoon, man, to so be a little bit socially acceptable. But I feel like it just it it just hits different, man. When you start the day off with a drink. Well, because if you're starting the day with a drink, you know you ain't got shit going on tomorrow. We probably ain't got shit going on the day after. It's it's yeah. definitely like it's a, probably already a, chill a vacation day or like a, a weekend situation, yeah. a holiday situation. So, yeah, I think that's probably why it hits different. Thanks for the question, Zach. Uh, Brian Vermeer hit us with he hit us with a three-peat. So I'm going to go with this first question first. In the last Pod Warriors episode, they said that the Vince movie would never happen because he's toxic and a deplorable person. Can you discuss why you think this? As an HR person, he needed to be fired because he's morally corrupt. But it's my understanding that the affairs were consensual and the money was kept out of the public eye, blah, blah, blah. Um, is accepting the money any worse than giving it? I have my opinion, but I would like to hear yours. Yeah, so I saw that question, so I'll speak on it. So Jordan, jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, dude. I don't think we said he was deplorable. And when we said he was toxic, we just meant as far as like 
commercially right now. Like you just, you know, it's just not going to be worth the PR nightmare to use him business wise. Yeah. Am I right on that? That we didn't we didn't go any further than that, right, Jordan? No, that was, that was all we really said. Is it, it just isn't happening anytime yeah, soon? Yeah. Yeah, now not to sweep everything under the rug. I mean, what Vince did, it was it was icky, but I don't really think it was criminal. You know what I mean? And I think if he would have, I think if he could have would have handled his stuff a little bit better behind the scenes, I think he'd still be around right well, now. Well, I mean, I think I think adultery on your, uh, for your wife is pretty freaking deplorable. I mean, I, I, like, well, I, yeah. if all, even if all of the other stuff was not even happening, well, like all well, the fi- money wasn't being exchanged, I still think cheating well, on fi- your wife is pretty freaking but deplorable. I, but it's pretty much been openly known that. I, I think Linda and Vince are pretty much like a, a business, business relationship, relationship yeah, at this yeah. point. I, it, yeah, it, that that's been said a few times. I don't think that they're like I don't think they're like us, you know, not to get super mushy or like you know, like Jordan and his wife or Marco and his wife. I don't think they have the same type of relationship. I think they've just, like I said, at this point they're just business partners, yeah. man. But, so I mean, yeah. I'm not going to judge him on that side. And yeah. go ahead, Marco. I mean, yeah, we we also can't forget because we kind of we didn't we we try not to talk about this at, at length on on the raw down when it was happening, but like. We can't forget that, like the the things they were investigating him for were, you know, they were employees of the company first and foremost. It wasn't just random women, yeah, um, that was happening. Plus, he stole money True. from the company, um, upwards to nineteen million dollars in funds that they could not find. That they, I mean, pretty much did find because they ended the um, the investigation. So it's not like he was a deplorable or anything like that. It was he. They brought him up on on those charges. Um, uh, you know, it being like being an HR issue, as well as like I said, theft. He's stealing from the WWE to fund this to basically fund whatever you know he was doing. So he's, I mean, that's technically that's criminal charges. So he definitely had to step down. True, but to, just to <laughs> to answer the question, I don't think they've definitely made movies and documentaries and series on people that are far more oh, deplorable yeah, than Vince McMahon. We just watch, we just watch Dahmer. Yeah. So if Dahmer can get made, I think the Vince McMahon oh, yeah. story can be told. Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's not going to be a, a feel good, you know, thing that leaves you like, Oh man, this man is such a hero. But I mean, there's a lot of stories like that. Yep. I think, you know, yeah. I think I mean, they need to let it cool down a little bit, but yeah, I think the movie will end up coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Brian also asks. He says, uh, "We've had f- we've had fans get behind Daniel Bryan. Uh, we've had Kofi Mania. Do you think anyone in WWE is going to get that natural push, like the crowd push, essentially, like to the to the title?" Sammy, I think Seth's getting it right now, man. I, think, I mean, he yeah. uh, he obviously Seth's already been at the mountaintop before, so it doesn't feel quite the same as those guys. But the crowd has basically turned Seth babyface, no matter how much of a heel he acts. Like they freaking love him. He gets cheered against anybody, so. I think he's kind of get, like the, getting the most organic push right now yeah. as far as like, you know, the people are making it undeniable. Yeah, Do you think there's anybody who has not like any non-former champions, like world champions that you think? Sammy. Would, uh, Dude, Sammy, Sammy. Sammy. Riddle, Riddle would got a pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. Riddle. Yeah, Sammy. Yeah, I think Sammy's going to be the next in line to get that like organic push, push if they do one. <laughs> For a world title thing, you think? I mean, I you mean, think Sammy's gonna be. I, I, Sammy could go, dude. Remember Sammy in NXT? I don't I know love, if he still got it like that, but so, Sammy could go. Like I said, back again, in NXT, man. yes, he's awesome. But again, we talked about this. Doesn't seem like a. We talked about this on the Raw down. Like, well, this is more young uh, Anthony's take on it. He thinks that like this whole bloodline thing is like leading to like a uh, Sammy Zayn Roman Reigns confrontation at some point. Like, because he's getting all the chairs and. He didn't like the fact that like Paul um, Logan Paul was getting all those chairs, and you know the fans are all on his side. He might he might take offense 
to the uh to the fans, you know, cheering, you know, saying Sammy's name um all the time and you know, cheering for him and you know, all this stuff. So they might do a little feud with uh with Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns and he can go for a title. Not it that he's happen. gonna win. I mean the, the breakup is inevitable. Yeah. It's gonna be a sad day because Sammy I mean Sammy has reinvigorated the bloodline in a way that I just I was not anticipating. I didn't know that I needed it, but I needed it and it was it's been so good. So I'm definitely gonna be sad when when the implosion happens, but I could totally see that happening. All right. Brian says, we still have two months left this year off the top of your head. What is your figure or, or set of the year? Mine is the doink ultimate. Um, but, but in that ultimate triple H that Jordan sent me as a close second. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I think, it, I think it was just a, a typo. I say it's this Malachi black Supreme I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Mal- that's, yeah. That, that's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. It's not in my possession, but I'm going with no holds barred right now. Cause I'm a no holds barred fan. And that, that, that set is awesome. Jordan, how about you? I'm going to go with the Malachi, even though I, don't, I haven't seen it in hand. I just, I feel like that figure is going to be incredible. Yeah. Honorable mention to the Amazon fan takeover HBK Ultimate Edition. Yes. That thing was like that's pretty amazing. HBK, just shrunk them down, put them in a box, and sent them to our house, yep. man. Incredible. The thing. little earrings and everything. All right. Trivia fiend Tony Barker says, in the wake of Logan Paul, Mike Tyson, and Rick Ross on wrestling TV this week, if you could pick one celebrity to wrestle or be a part of wrestling show, who would it be? Dude, I want to see Trump come back home to WWE, dude. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, my God. I just dude. feel like the heat would be crazy, dude. Like, I don't even. Oh, man. I don't think Triple H is touching that with the 10-foot pole. No. I mean, dude, he's. It's a, Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think that the heat and the attention and eyeballs it would bring to wrestling would just be incredible. True, the, I mean, he's probably the biggest celebrity in the world. Man, true, so. the, but the political climate is such a freaking dumpster fire right now. Well, I can't can even imagine. Heel, so you don't true, about their, but, you know, you just yep. let the people come out and boo them, man. But that, like, everybody hates the government regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah, you may have your side that you vote for, but still nobody actually like really likes the president no matter what. So what, I just feel like let him come out there and just be the same character he was when he was there before and I, I just think that would just be, you know, it'd be great to get all the new eyeballs. I think you get a whole bunch more wrestling fans, people watching it. And I think that'd be the quickest way to get something at least close to what we had in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I get. I mean, yeah. with that being what about said. You guys? you guys got anybody you want to see? Uh, of course. Someone that, yeah. can, someone that can definitely cut a promo. And is go, he, he goes by the name, formerly Kanye West. He goes by Ye now. Oh I think he would God. definitely... Uh, benefit from being on a can you imagine (laughs) you want to you want to have heat heat magnets that's that's it right there that's uh i'm not sure if it's money but it's definitely heat. me and jordan actually stopped we'd had a we'd had a run the we'd used kanye west instrumentals every single episode for uh the pod warriors and we finally bailed on it because we were like uh you know we always strive we never want to offend anybody right like not that you know we're going to around stuff but this is (laughs) It, yeah, I mean, people we should t- be capable of removing the artist from the yeah, person. Come on. I think. No, I, I think. agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I still bump Kanye. Like, I, I love Kanye. He's probably like my favorite rapper of all time. Like, it's between him and Lil Wayne. Um, but I, uh, but you know, we all we never want anybody to be like offended or feel anything except yeah. pure joy for wrestling when they're listening to our stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, me, me and Jordan had to had to ditch all oh, easy. Man. 
But that's a good pick, man. What, what do you What do you think, Jordan? I, I'm going to go Conor McGregor until it actually happens. Oh like, yeah, dude, that's actually that dude one. needs oh, to be in man, a wrestling ring. That's a ring. good one. Yeah. I, I just feel like he would be so he does over. To be in a wrestling ring. That dude can talk more shit than anybody. So I, I always want to see him in the wrestling ring. Yeah, I want to. I need to see him like standing next to like some wrestlers. I just feel like he might be too small, dude. Obviously, he's a bad motherfucker and yeah. would probably would probably wreck most of the roster. But for you know sports entertainment purposes, I just wonder how it would look. But yeah, that would be great. Or even just, dude, imagine if he came out and was like just like the backup for the brawling brutes for one big show or something. Man, how awesome would that be, dude? Him out there talking shit and everything. Yeah, he's definitely a smaller dude. Yeah. I think he's like five eight. Okay. So. He's definitely going to be tiny compared to Randy Orton. He could rip his freaking head off, though. That's the thing. I could rip your that freaking head off. Listener mail for today. <laughs> yeah, rip your freaking head <laughs> off. All right. So that is it for another episode of the Chick Foley Show. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. Sheena, remind them where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. You can find all of our links to all of our partners and anything that you need from Chick Foley at chickfoley.com. Follow the Pod Foundation at Pod Foundation on Instagram. And despite what I said earlier, I was just, you know, poking, poking the bear here. You definitely need to listen to the raw down and long balls over on the turnbuckle tavern feed and everything else they have broken vcr i'm probably missing like 30 of their shows because they pump out content every hour on the hour but uh so yeah. sheena buried us at uh two minutes into the show and we're at 84 and a half minutes in that she finally makes them in so that's right <laughs> doesn't if anybody doesn't still feel genuine sticking around to the very end doesn't, of the show definitely thanks. doesn't <laughs> hey I, are, are you not gonna say that I, do i tune into long balls every freaking week I'm, she does I'm, sheena's like the only one that live comments i there, live so. comment on that shit every single week dude i yeah. give my i give my football commentary and i don't even really give a shit about football anymore dude so all right so we talked about Crown Jewel. We talked about some awesome figures and some great listener mail. But now it's time for what everybody is truly listening for. I am attempting to tie my own record for most consecutive correct trivia questions in a row. This will be my fourth straight one right. What do you got dialed up for me, Shane? I'm, I'm kind of mad because I just feel like I feel like Marco and Jordan always get the shaft, dude. They get like the most obscure questions of all time. And I feel like. You know, even though this, this is an is a this, random pick, this this mm-hmm. is they're totally random. Even though yep. this is an obscure question to like ninety percent like of probably the wrestling you know population, I feel like this is like right in Seth's freaking you know right at the front of his hit me with it, yeah, his brain. At the nineteen ninety three SummerSlam, who was Doink's opponent? Oh my god! Oh, seriously? I know, I know. This is ridiculous. Right oh I'm looking at like yeah, I got like eight of them right here within eyesight. Brett. The Hitman part. I mean, how does that even happen? We literally, we drew the card in the middle of the show. Like I pulled the card out because I was like, oh crap, I didn't pull a trivia card. I pulled the trivia card out in the middle and then we picked a random number on the card and that was the question Hmm. Seth got. Feels like collusion. That's the hook for everybody to tune in. uh, Tune in next time as I attempt to break my own record. Maybe Seth will get Uh, a question about us. Maybe next week Seth will get a question about who was the janitor at the Cow Palace in 1989 like me and Marco keep getting. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you get one one time, Jordan? Yeah. Jordan, you got what was the, who was the little person that was teaming with Hillbilly Jim or something? Yeah, it was like the most like obscure random question of all time. (laughs) And I mean, I did get some I did get someone in that match, so in my defense, I at least had a 
did. I at least got in the match. Uh, closing thoughts this week, inspired by Seth. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. 